You're listening to Your Magical Midlife, the podcast for women 40 and up. I'm Kate Higgins. I'm a licensed clinical social worker turned coach, and I'm here to be your guide, your friend, and your mentor. I'm here to light your way into your most magical midlife. Let's dive in. Wiley Women is a wellness brand that wants you to live your best midlife. Developed by a naturopath, they offer tinctures, supplements, and drink mixes. Wiley uses plant medicine and clinical studies to demystify and embrace the hormonal powers and hidden complexities of grown women from the inside. Female formulated and female founded. Plus, they offer free shipping and easy returns. I love the unworried tincture, which has bacopa, holy basil, passionflower, and reishi. It helps calm my body and stops the spinouts. It reduces jitters and lightens my mood. Go to www.wileywomen.com and use code KATEH2O at checkout to get 20% off. That's www.wileewo. M-E-N dot com and use code Kate H2O for 20% off. Are you addicted to productivity? Really think about it. Are you going, 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 doing, doing, doing? Are you burnt the f- out? Ask yourself, are you burnt out? I think right now I am probably 60 to 75% burnt out. I'm on the heels of working my very first trade show and then almost immediately going up and taking care of a whole bunch of stuff for my dad. The intention was to take my dad for a dementia assessment, but 8.30 the morning that we had the appointment, We got a phone call and they told us that the doctor had a family emergency and they could no way, no how, get my dad in. Even after I begged and pleaded and explained that we had traveled, my brother had traveled from one state, I traveled from another state, there was a flight booked and a hotel and all these things. And unfortunately, they were not able to accommodate us. So we pivoted and we got a whole bunch of other stuff done. And that's great. But by the time I got back to Florida, after prepping for the expo, doing the expo, working three and a half days at my self-employed therapy jobs, flying, getting there, doing all those things, doing all the stuff for my dad, taking a 6 a.m. flight home from Delaware, getting back to Sarasota, taking a nice long walk, doing all these things yesterday around the house. I hit the wall. I hit the wall and I hit it hard. And what I'm discovering about being self-employed is that you absolutely have to build time off in. When you work for yourself, and everybody warned me about this, when you work for yourself, 
It's like you're working all the time. Now that I work for myself, I don't think I've ever worked this hard in my whole life. When I'm not actually doing things for my coaching business, I'm seeing therapy clients. When I'm not recording a podcast, I'm thinking about other podcasts I could be recording. When I'm not doing videos, I'm planning the next thing. When I'm not in my own courses that I am taking for my own enhancement, I'm reading a book about how to improve my business, or I'm on a accountability group or something. I feel like I am always, always working. And the good news is I love what I'm doing now, and I am so much happier than I was when I had my corporate job. And the bad news is, oh my God, I need a vacation from my self-employment. And I haven't generated the kind of money that I would like to generate before I can reward myself with a vacation. And I don't know when that's going to be, that I'm going to be able to do that. And then as I say that, I've already made myself wrong. I'm like, you don't need to reward yourself when you've achieved X, Y, Z. Are you addicted to productivity and achievement? Why can't you just carve a day out to lay on the couch and watch movies, a series, something? Why can't you lay in bed and read a book? Why do you always need to be moving and frenetic and busy and doing? Are you addicted to doing, creating, moving forward, and productivity? Sometimes I really think I am. Sometimes I see that doing, 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 doing is not always the best way to be. I don't remember my parents ever calling out sick to work. And the only times we were ever allowed to stay home from school when I was growing up was if you had a fever. And I was raised in a house where people took two vacations a year. And that was considered like, wow, we really made it if we can take time off from work twice a year. Probably their parents, my parents' parents, had no time off right? It was a different time. Vacations were not built into the fabric of your year. Neither of my parents ever called out sick from work, like ever. I can't remember a single time. No matter how much my dad complained about not feeling well, he got up and went to work every single day, filled with bitterness and resentment, I am sure. And my mom I can't remember her being sick until, really until she was dying. So that's not a harbinger for success. Like just work yourself to the bone until you get so sick that you die. That's not a great way to live. I was taught to work myself to exhaustion until I was sick, until I hit the wall. And clearly a couple of years ago when I needed the hysterectomy. I had worked myself over and over and over my limit until something in my body had to go wrong 
and I needed to take that time off. And you know what? I don't want to have a repeat of that. I don't want to overwork myself so hard that it becomes a health crisis that requires an extensive amount of time off. Ideally, I would love to take, my goal is to take a month off every single year. And whether that be two, two week periods or an entire month, like the entire month of December off. Oh my God, that sounds so yummy when I say it out loud. That sounds yummy and delicious and delightful and amazing. I aim to take every December 20th through my partner's birthday, which is the end of January, off every single year so that I can rest and celebrate and recalibrate and reset myself. Right now, I have in my possession a gift certificate for a massage, and I've had it for over a month, and I have not had a massage. Tomorrow morning, I am vowing to call this place up and book my friggin' massage already. I'm going to do it, and I am going to allow myself to be massaged with some gorgeous essential oils and some soothing music and, like, maybe some kind of yummy eucalyptus wrap or something. Something. Self-care is something that I could really improve in my day-to-day routine. My self-care is kind of utilitarian. I do my walk, but that's really for exercise. And I sit in the hot tub every night, and that's really like the extent of my daily self-care routine. I had to grade myself on my self-care. It would be a most definite needs improvement. And I'm wondering if you can relate to that. How's your self-care? Are you excellent at laying on the couch and binge-watching a Netflix series? Are you baller at laying in bed and reading a book? Do you excel at sitting on a park bench and staring at a body of water? Are you amazing at sitting on the beach with your feet in the ocean or laying out and just letting the sun sink into your skin? These are things we should be doing on the regular. It shouldn't be a once a year vacation situation where you allow yourself to just sit and be and be in the moment. This should be built in to our lives every single day. You should have some time to slow down because burnout and adrenal fatigue and cortisol overload is part of our day-to-day. We wake up, we grab our phones, we start loading ourselves in with stimulation. The news is terrible every day, and it's made to be terrible. The news is 
just the steady stream of terrible things happening all over the world, it's never good news. We are constantly in a barrage of bad stimulation if we allow that into our lives. And what if we built in taking a step back, taking some time, turning off our phones, turning off our brains for even a half an hour where you weren't worried about the next day or the next hour or the next minute. I have tried many, many times to meditate and I truly suck at it. I do. The only times I'm really able to meditate is when I'm walking and I don't even know if that counts. When I leave the house in the morning, I walk in silence for the first half an hour. I don't listen to a podcast. I don't listen to an audiobook. I don't listen to music. I try to tune in and listen to the sounds around me and be aware of the stars because I walk before sunrise or be aware of like the slow changing light in the morning from utter darkness to dawn to sunrise to daylight. And it does calm me and center me. It really does help me adjust to the day and the day at hand. And it helps me to organize my thoughts and it helps me to get my head together. And it really is restorative. It really is soothing. It really is healing. And I know that I need more of that. And I don't know why I'm so resistant to rest. And what I'm discovering as a newly self-employed person is that I have to build in rest and days off. It could very, very easily come to a point where I'm working seven days a week for myself. People tell you all the time that when you work for yourself, you never have any days off. And I would really like to shift that paradigm and to make sure that I can take a week off, two weeks off, or a month off for pleasure, not for surgery recovery, not because I'm so fried that I literally can't get out of bed. Not because I'm so exhausted that I can't do anything. So I think under the frenetic productivity is all about fear, which is all about scarcity, which is all about lack mentality. Life is about beauty and joy and creativity. Life is about noticing the gorgeousness that's everywhere. It's about sinking into it. It's about absorbing it. It's about enjoying it. But I think I'm going to admit to myself and to you that I love being productive. I really do. It brings me a lot of pleasure. I love scratching a thing off a list. I love checking accomplishments off in my head. I love creating this podcast and I love creating my own content for my business. So there's a part of that. There's a part of productivity that I actually get a lot of pleasure from. But I also know that there has to be a balance. I don't know if it's 
the flip side to my anxiety. I don't know if it's fueling my anxiety. I think there's probably some patting myself on the back for being so productive. There's probably some fear of not being able to pay all my bills. There's probably scarcity underneath that. There's probably some working class guilt under that. There's probably a whole iceberg that sunk the Titanic of reasons why under the surface. I would love to be an Olympian athlete of rest and relaxation. I would love to just be really good at taking a nap. Today, I did almost nothing. And I think that's going to have to be totally okay. Because now it's past 6 p.m. And I'm really not going to accomplish much of anything beyond recording this podcast and fussing around with some business loose ends I had to take care of. And maybe I will lay on the couch and watch the Barbie movie. And maybe that's really what I needed. I am so, so tired. My trip up to see my dad was difficult as it always is. And my flight home out of Delaware was at six in the morning. So I left my hotel at 4.30 in the morning because it's a teeny tiny airport and you really don't need to be there until literally the flight is boarding. It's fine to get there 15 minutes before the flight boards because it's like a one flight out (laughs) that day kind of airport. It's so small, which is why I love to fly out of there because there's nothing better than showing up at the airport, getting on the plane and leaving within 45 minutes. It's kind of awesome. So I got home and then I went for a walk and then I went food shopping and then I think I did some cleaning. That was my day home. That's not very good self-care. And as I recount that back to myself, I realize I need to be allowing rest. So it's totally okay I am forgiving myself for being really, really lazy today. And I'm allowing in rest and ease. And I'm going to experiment with taking my foot off the gas pedal a little bit and allowing in a little bit more ease. There has to be downtime. I'm really trying to achieve an equilibrium between pushing myself and allowing in I'm trying to learn the rhythm as I'm working for myself. And I think I'll get there someday. I think that's going to be my New Year's resolution is experimenting with ease and rest and relaxation because I have not made a New Year's resolution for 2024 yet. And if you, my listener, would like to be my accountability buddy on that, I would... uh, deeply appreciate it. So I'm going to pick a card for this episode. And then I think I'm going to call it a night for the night because I'm tired. I'm hungry. 
and the hot tub is calling my name. So the card for this week is, the card for this episode is, oh, this is perfect. It's the Knight of Pentacles. The Knight of Pentacles is all about slowing down. It's about appreciating the simple things in life. It's about getting quiet, appreciating the quiet beauty of nature, about appreciating how things grow slowly and how cycles of nature take time. So this is the perfect card for this episode, and I am going to close it there. I invite you to take time this week to rest and allow in restoration, relaxation, and self-care. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you next Thursday. Thanks again for listening to Your Magical Midlife. I'm Kate Higgins, your host. You can follow me on Instagram at Your Magical Midlife. You can check out my offerings on my website, www.yourmagicalmidlife.com. I offer one-to-one coaching, group coaching, retreats, a blog, and this podcast. Please remember to like, rate, and review to keep me in those algorithms. Have a great week. See you soon.